0: This podcast is brought to you courtesy of Renault, the world's most exclusive sunglasses. is now available at Renault.co.uk and at select boutiques around the globe. You are listening to the Official Concept Podcast. Enjoy listening to Alan. Today, we're interviewing Keith L. Williams. Welcome. How are you? Good. How are you? Having a beautiful day so far, and uh, it's just going to only get better right now. So, good times coming. Right, I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. Keith, what inspired you to venture into the acting world at such a young age? Can you describe the challenges that you have faced and how you overcame them?
1: Um, The thing that inspired me to venture into the acting world at such a young age is um, definitely my older brother. He started before me, and I'm just following his footsteps. We flew to L.A. like a very long time ago when I was younger. And up until the age of six is when I actually started acting. And um, I would say the challenges that I faced and how I overcome them. Um, the writer strike was definitely a very big challenge for me, especially with the, like, sitting and waiting. And um, I think I definitely did take advantage of that by launching my care line Slick by Keith. So when
0: you were six years old and starting in the acting industry, what was that first experience like?
1: The first experience was very new, but very familiar because I have always been around my older brother when he was uh, off and on set or going to auditions and doing all of his extra stuff. So it was very new for me physically, but very familiar for me Like when it comes to the mental part of it. Um, I really just felt right at home. Like My first job, I definitely felt right at home. Really? What what age were you when you first went on set with your brother? Hmm, probably five. I, I remember five, but I'm pretty Real? sure <laughs> oh, I'm gosh. pretty sure like it started when I was four. But I, I remember the very last time, which I was five. I guess my brain was developed enough then. <laughs> How old was your brother when you first started acting? Probably we're five years apart. Uh eight, nine, around there. Whoa. That would have been crazy (laughs) to see your older brother
0: start acting in it. Wow. So do you remember when the camera was first on you and you said the first lines, what went through your, do you remember what went through your mind?
1: Did you feel any pressure or did you just feel like that? Ah, this is my embrace. I felt a lot of pressure. Just like the camera overall, an entire camera like being right in my face. It gave me a lot of anxiety. (laughs) But um, luckily, like I said, I had already seen it done before and, like, been around mm-hmm. that. So I knew to just, like, make myself as comfortable as possible and basically just think, like, what would he, my older brother, what would he do in this moment? Or how does he do this? Things like that. So with your older brother
0: starting in the acting world and then you going forth with it, what, what is the dream that you have in the future that you would love to see for you and your brother to
1: work on? Well, my older brother, he's definitely more into the uh, writing world right now. He's in college for business. and He's definitely more of a writer. He's amazing when it comes to writing. So I would love, we've talked about it before, for him to write something that can definitely fit to a streaming service that I can act in. Can you share some
0: highlights from your experience working on films like Good Boys and Secret Headquarters? What was one of your fondest memories on set?
1: My fondest memories of working on Good Boys and the Secret Headquarters would have to be the first time all of the kids are in one scene together because usually you don't really get that it does take a while especially when a whole bunch of kids are working together they like to get as many shots away from each other as possible because like you know we're kids but that first just initial meeting of each character on the big screen and just everyone's like vibes bouncing off each other and we're able to play off of each other's words i feel like those are my fondest memories when it comes to working on um secret headquarters and good Boys. Seeing that you've started
0: acting from such a young age, have you ever felt like a disconnect with regular people, seeing that your, your job is to literally be um, in the entertainment
1: industry? Is there, is there a hard like connection that you find? Yeah, I have felt a disconnect when it comes to like, being around regular people. I remember I used to go to public school not too long ago, and that was just very odd for me because I was more so, I was already looked at as the new kid and then i was also being looked at oh the new kid that's famous and then like a lot of people a lot of the kids at the school were fans of me and then you know the jealousy comes in so like it's definitely been a very <laughs> big disconnect from me and public school kids but i fixed that problem i transferred to a private school so it's happening uh, over okay. right there <laughs> like when you were um, you were acting as a
0: child in, in education What was the process of your acting career? Because, you know, would you have to spend the same hours in school and then after hours go to, you know, act? Or was it on weekends? Like, what was the main problem?
1: Well, when it comes to being like a child actor, I literally was just telling somebody this. Um, Balancing school and acting is very hard, especially if you Mm -hmm. want to give both both, um, aspects of your life like your all. But um, when it comes to like on like acting while during school, like not during summer, it's like I would get there. They make sure I do enough hours of school or whatever. And I guess just so I could work a uh, match amount of time. But that's never really worked for me because I'm a very hands on learner. So like mm. if, if I'm going to learn like I really need to be like sitting down and paying attention and like repetition. Uh this the, the writer strike has also given me the chance to really get get like on my books and pay much more attention to my schooling as well. So last year when these strikes were
0: happening, did you feel with the you know with the off time that you that first initiated?
1: What was that experience like? Like when the writer strike first started?
0: Yeah, like in the first couple of weeks because you know nobody was able to work in the industry and there was a lot of pressure going on. How did you find it? It was very,
1: let me put a good word for this. I can say it was very quiet for me. Mm. Like when it came to the entire not acting and not hearing anything about any auditions, like no movement in the acting industry at all. It was really quiet. And I think like there's there's the bad, which is, oh my God, like I'm an actor. Of course, my passion is work. Like I love working. I love getting auditions. I love traveling. I love all that. And then. The good that I took that I tried to take from the experience to, like, think more positively is I came out with Slick Bike Heath. I got to focus on things that I was more passionate about, like Slick Bike Heath. Um, I actually got to start playing football, varsity football. Um, and I really just got to focus on my hobbies more and my school, of course, like I mentioned. I go. What level of fitness are you at? What level of fitness? Yeah. Well, I work out a lot, which is crazy because, like, I used to hate working out. I make yeah. sure <laughs> I work out um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then I do powerlifting three days a week when it comes to school. Um, just really getting ready for football season. And then track season's about to start, so I'm about to be um, throwing and doing discus for track. So I'm very involved when it comes to activities. It helps me get my mind off of everything else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, like, right now,
0: uh, so my goal for this year, because last year I did, like, a um, a uh, like uh, like power build, um, you know, uh, strength-based workout. And this one here, because I have at- I've attained all of my muscle mass, I'm leaning out. And so right now I'm doing about three-hour workouts. Wow. Um, and, yeah, man, it's it's really fun. Like, oh, um, so you're I, on, I, like, a cut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so. cool. I'm doing like, um, so I'm having like one day off a week uh, just for rest. But mm-hmm. usually my routine is, um, so in the morning I start with one hour workout and that's for a particular muscle grouping. So if it can be, you know, shoulders or chest, I just focus on that. Mm-hmm. And then another hour is spent on abs. Oh then... yeah, I
1: love working abs. I just yeah. Can't do
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well it's good. It's good when you can see the progress, but it sucks when you like when you're bulking. Yeah, like right <laughs> at the
1: start yeah. it's horrible.
0: Yeah, yeah. When it's like when you're bulking, like how do I put it? My physique right now is like I have everything like I have decent legs, I have decent arms and shoulders and chest, mm-hmm. but I have pretty much zero core because when I was doing the bulking routine, if you're putting pressure on everything, there is nothing more in my mind worse than like Laying in bed and having your core absolutely feel destroyed, but you just see zero progress. It's so like you can see progress in everything else. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So right now, um, I weigh—I don't know how much it is in pounds, but I weigh about—I'm uh, six foot six, uh, so I'm oh, quite okay. tall. Okay, so
1: that that goes forth a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I also weigh um, 100 kilos, um, but my body fat is like—I'd say 12 percent okay yeah 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 so
1: (laughs) like and then um yeah what i'm going for when it comes to like the entire working out part of it because i don't want to like my goal isn't to get like too like shredded it's just my goal is more so to be fit
0: so that's why i
1: haven't like i'm definitely in a caloric deficit but i haven't tapped in. i haven't done any of the like bulking and stuff because i was already bigger so i feel like i already had my bulk. so it's like (laughs) (laughs) lucky I didn't do any bulking or any like cut, but I'm just more so going for the the fit type, especially because my position in football is left guard and I can't get too small, you know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure. How do you approach your role in
0: TV shows like The Last Man on Earth and The Astronauts compared to your work in films? Does it require a different mindset?
1: I wouldn't say uh, when it comes to like TV and films that requires a different mindset because uh the main thing for me when it comes to my acting i always make sure for whatever character to put as much as me into that character because it helps me feel a hundred percent more comfortable playing the character whoever he is what style of um acting do you do that you prefer Hmm. i'm definitely a hundred percent in the comedy realm right now Hmm. but i am like really hard trying to get more into the dramedy and the drama type of era so when you're on set with a comedy like what
0: is that like because if there's a joke made you know it would be quite like different because if when you're if you're on stage doing a comedy special it'd be very different than being on set because everything's already prepared Mm -hmm. how do
1: you how do you become the persona of that to to be honest when it comes to like doing comedy most of my comedy comes in the moment, especially depending on, like, who I am working with or who's in that scene with me. We're usually able to have to base our comedic timing off of each other 100% better than, like you said, if it were to be live film.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As a young
0: Black actor in Hollywood, how do you navigate the industry's challenges and opportunities?
1: Mm. When it comes to the challenges in Hollywood these days, like I said about the writer slash actor strike, I really do try to find the positivity within the challenge to not get into that um entire negative realm Mm, so mm. i try to find my piece within that challenge because you know challenges are easy to overcome but you don't know how long they're going to be around like that like the writer's strike and i strike
0: what prompted you to launch slick your own line of
1: organic hair care products at the age of 15 what sets it apart from the rest what prompted me to launch slick was i had I kind of went through a dye journey of my own. I had dyed my hair. And me not really knowing how dye worked at the time, I kind of stripped it of its natural moisture and natural oils. My hair started breaking off. It was a entire disaster. Um, so then I started to find products of my own. And I just looked at the different ingredients and in all these products that were so strong for definition and strength and moisture. And I used the tools that I had and the access to the people that I had. And I was like, you know what? why don't I start a brand of my own? Um, and what really sets it apart from the rest, I would say is the helplessness that I put into it. Because I remember at the start of the very start of working on Splick, I was definitely more so thinking about it as how is this going to work for my hair? If like p- putting myself in other people's shoes and just thinking that I'm the same as everyone else, then I remembered everyone's hair is different. So I 100% did a, a lot of research and thinking about how my product can work for others, and not just one hair type, if that makes sense.
0: When I was um, younger, like 21 years old, I, um, I used to have very long hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would go past my shoulders, and it, it, my natural hair color is brown. And so, yeah, what I did was that. At the time, my girlfriend she dyed her hair blonde,
1: uh-huh.
0: and, uh, and she was um, Japanese, so it's like really dark black hair and turning it blonde, which is you know quite the process. And then I was like, well, you know what? I want to do it too. So I did it, and <laughs> <laughs> absolutely ruined my hair. And I don't like it. Ugh. Like I was. It was, um, my hair color was pretty much, it was almost white. It wasn't even blonde. It like, it lost all its pigment. And I was doing that for like a couple of years. And I don't know if there's any correlation to that because my family's, um, genetics don't really have that great, um, you know, much of a great hairline to begin with, but I'm bold right now. (laughs) Mm. uh, So if you have any, like, um health if you're working on any um regeneration
1: <laughs> yes i know. definitely have <laughs> the air growth serum
0: we need to send you that immediately <laughs> yeah let me know because <laughs> i need to try that for sure. <laughs> balancing an acting career with entrepreneurship is no small feat how do you manage both aspects of your
1: personal life uh, the way i go about balancing both aspects of my actor life and my entrepreneur life is when it comes to Slick by Keith, I mean, my name is in the brand, Slick by Keith. So when it comes to acting and doing press for acting, I feel like it's very easy to promote the brand through me because at the
0: end of the day, I'm Keith. How did the ongoing SAG After Strike impact your decisions to launch Slick? And how do you see it evolving in the industry's
1: landscape? The actor Strike impacted my decisions to launch Slick um, with Much drive, I would say. It gave me much more drive than I've ever had to put anything else out. I guess just to show how, like I said, quiet it was at the time and how nothing was going on. Nobody was doing anything. and There was no work coming in for me just to show that, like, kind of like an I'm still here statement and I do more than just act. So it gave me much more drive to put out the product than ever. And I definitely do see Slick being very, very, very successful in the future, in the near future.
0: As a 100% Black-owned business, what significance does Slick hold in the beauty industry,
1: and what message do you hope to convey? The significance of Slick holds in the beauty industry is, I guess, how Slick emphasis is towards moisture, strength, and definition specifically. That's what our business is specifically about. That's what we promote. And um, what was the
0: other question? So the question is, as a 100% Black-owned business, what significance does Slick hold in the beauty industry, and what message do you hope to convey?
1: Um, The message I hope to convey with Slick by Keith is, I guess, how easy caring for Black hair can be and how accessible our products are. Especially when it comes to being a young black male, I notice a lot of us are lazy when it comes to our hair. And that's simply because we don't know what to use and we also don't know how to use it. But when it comes to Click by Keith, it's a luxury but basic, very manageable hair care line that I feel I can use for everyone. So I definitely want people to get from it that caring for your hair is easy and it shouldn't be hard. What advice are you given um, by other people who are already in the industry that could help you? Advice that I've been given, um, I was given advice not too long ago by a friend of mine, Glenn Herman. He had told me, whatever your craft is, um, whatever you're working on, just your craft in general, make sure to study your craft and just always focus on your craft because at the end of the day, you can only get better, not worse. So what are the next steps that you are working on with this beauty um, industry? Well, with Slick by Keith, I do want to stick to the... um, beauty, hygiene, that area. So um, after lunching another round of some more hair care products, once I feel like I've gotten out everything that would be needed and is in high demand, I think I want to step over into skincare just a little bit. With that, Keith, I would like to say thank you very much for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much for having me.